The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the best thing on the Internet, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Whether you're planning to buy or sell a house, call in now with your question. Our goal is to help you with any real estate transaction. So turn off the cat videos and pay attention. Here's your host, Duncan Smythe. Welcome to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. Our phone number is 862-472-5788 if you'd like to call in with a question. I'm really excited about my guest today. My guest today is Catherine Favara. Catherine is a real estate broker from Brooklyn, who is going to answer all of our questions. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me this evening. Well, it's great to have you on. You know, I was thinking as I was getting ready for this show that when it comes to real estate, no place is hotter than Brooklyn, and culturally, no place is cooler than Brooklyn. So now that I've exhausted the thermometer metaphor, (laughs) how long have you been working as a real estate broker? I'm a real estate broker for 28 years. Wow, so you really know the market area. And that's entirely in your current office, in your current area? I'm in my current office with Coldwell Banker, 22 years. And okay. I have been working only Brooklyn for the 28 years, yes. Wow, and you, and you live in that area also, I understand. I do live very close, yes. Okay, so tell me, what, uh, what percentage of your business is residential versus commercial? I would say that I do 90% residential and 10% mm-hmm. commercial. Okay, and it's uh, it's generally um, the mar- you're in a market that's absolutely on fire. If I'm to believe, you know what I what I read in all the articles. Every it seems every time I search on the internet or I read an article anywhere, all it talks about is how Brooklyn is absolutely crazy. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, Brooklyn has um, downtown Brooklyn is probably the hottest area that you probably could purchase, um, besides being in Manhattan at this point in time. Since the mm-hmm. Barclays Center uh, opened, it has become a hub, a hub of activity down there. Uh, also, throughout the entire borough, because our borough is very affordable as opposed to Manhattan being um, so difficult, um, you know, as far as price points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the feeling that people first sort of fled to Brooklyn because they couldn't afford Manhattan, but now Brooklyn is the lively spot to be. It is absolutely the lively spot to be. And depending on the area in Brooklyn, it is as expensive as if you were to purchase in Manhattan. Wow. Um, so tell me a little bit more about, uh, about pricing. In the, it, does it get less expensive as you get away from Manhattan for residential properties? Yes. Uh, downtown Brooklyn, of course, is 15, 20 minutes away from Manhattan mm-hmm. uh, by train. So anything as you go into the borough, the further you go into the borough, the less expensive it becomes. So the so there are price ranges where you could purchase something for three fifty four hundred, or mm-hmm. obviously in Brooklyn anywhere from a million to probably you know, seven eight million. It depends on the building that you would be purchasing. And you mentioned the you mentioned the Barclays Center, which I read just recently, is has generated more in ticket sales than any other venue in the entire country. Yes, it is a beautiful arena, and and it's I think. 
that um, there's so much activity down there as far as culturally. There, it's beside the Barclay Center, there are other things right in the immediate area, so it's attracting a tremendous amount of people. Mm-hmm. And very I mean, easy to get to because all uh, the trains from you know all over the boroughs goes right into the Barclay Center, and mm-hmm. also from uh, Long Island Railroad goes into the Barclay Center. So you can go from the Barclay Center for anywhere that you would see, like. It sounds sounds like the perfect location. How long a, a, a subway ride is it from like Midtown? Um, to the Barclay Center from Midtown is about a half an hour. Oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, I, I have cousins who live in Brooklyn, and it's a pretty decent commute. They're really enjoying it there. What uh, Have you actually been to any events at the Barclays Center? What do you, who have you seen? Well, I was there to see a concert. I saw Bob Seger. Uh, it was excellent. I know people that have been there for the Nets. Any, oh, wow, any of course. Sit in that Barclays Center is, a be- is an excellent seat. Mm-hmm. I, well, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, Pete, a seeker. That's fantastic. I, I sort of had you pegged more of like a Justin Bieber girl. <laughs> um, tell me something. You've got a new uh, new mayor, uh, and uh, how do you expect? Uh, is De Blasio administration are they going to have any effect on real estate? Have they any proposed any policy changes that would affect real estate? As far as I have seen there hasn't been any changes or any attempts to make any changes in, in reference to real estate. Nothing I'm, I'm aware of. Okay. I believe, you know, our taxes have, aren't being raised or uh, water, you know, water and sewer. That's the things that we would have to be, you know, hoping that he doesn't raise for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Um, one of the things I keep, I hear about uh, living in, in New York or buying a property in New York is that, um, there's a, well, there's a lot of government, obviously. You have to deal. There's a city council. There's a borough council. There are community boards, and there are loft boards. Is that a lot for you to navigate as a realtor? Depending on what you're purchasing. If you're purchasing a property that's a co-op, then you have to deal with that board of directors. Mm-hmm. Um, the loft board, uh, downtown Brooklyn, depending on the building, um, and brownstones, um, sometimes they have an effect on what you can and cannot do on the outside of the building. Mm-hmm. It is deemed a brownstone, then you're not allowed to change the, um, the way it looks on the outside of the building. Perhaps, let's say, the, if you were changing the windows, they'd have to be still uh, put in the way they were originally, that type of thing. Well, that's kind of a nice thing. Uh, to, so they, they, they're maintaining, historically, they're maintaining the look of the brownstones. The historical society has something to say about that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, well, that's a good thing. Uh, we, none of us like to see them painting brownstones bright orange. That's correct. <laughs> purple. So, There's a purple yeah, yeah. in uh, Park Slope. Oh, <laughs> we see that in the suburbs once in a while. You drop by a split level and it's, it's hot pink and you wonder what were they thinking. It was done in the 60s. Yeah, exactly. Well, in the 60s, it was, it was fashionable. In the 60s, not so much now. So uh, when it comes to residential properties, how quickly are they selling? They are selling within between 30 and 60 days, depending on the neighborhood. Okay. Which, and what are the hottest neighborhoods? The hottest neighborhoods right now are Williamsburg, Greenpoint, anything around the Barclays Center. Um, I think that those are the neighborhoods, anything downtown Brooklyn, uh, Prospect Heights, Bed-Stuy, or anything that comes on the market is selling within 30 to 60 days, depending on you know, the price range of it. If it's priced yeah. right, under mm-hmm. 30 days. Are you, are you seeing a lot of multiple offers? In the suburbs, we're seeing a lot of multiple offers right now. We're seeing a lot of multiple offers and offers above full price. Wow, that's great. 
Boy, yeah, and people who listen to this, they think that makes our job easier when that happens. But they, it makes our job really, a little more difficult because our yeah. homeowners feel like they, they get anxious and think that, well, if I can get above full price, how much more can I get above full price? Uh, we've all been there, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's such a common problem in the suburbs now. As soon as you, you think you might have overpaid for it, so, you know, and we then have, we have problems during the structural inspection because people are very, can be very demanding. Well, then the homeowner says we're selling it as is because if we have a numerous amounts of offers on it, they, have, they can ch- pick and choose you know, which offer they're going to take. And if someone's going to take it as is, of course, that's going to be a priority for them. Mm-hmm. Do, you see a, do you see a lot of sellers doing a home inspection first so they can correct things ahead of time? I haven't seen a lot of homeowners doing that, but buyers will absolutely do that every time. Yeah, I, I would never. I, 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 what's one of my core pieces of advice to people is you always have to get a home inspection. But I tend to recommend to sellers that uh, it's always a great idea to get an inspection ahead of time because then you know what's wrong with the house. Um, So what are first-time buyers buying right now? First-time buyers are purchasing Mm -hmm. either one-family houses in the low threes or they're purchasing um, co-ops and condos, depending on their affordability with the money that they have. Okay. All right. Um, but generally speaking, I'm thinking if you have a view of Manhattan, you're looking at a million bucks. Absolutely, at least a million. Yeah, yeah. At least if you're looking at Manhattan, you're probably purchasing maybe a one-bedroom um, condo or co-op. Well, okay. Well, for a million bucks, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we have a question. We have a caller on the phone. Op, it's somebody you know, Mary from New Jersey. Mary from New Jersey, welcome to House Talk. You're on. Oh, thank you very much. I just wanted, I saw that Kathleen was going to be on your show, and I wanted to tell her how lucky we were that she took care of us in selling our building on 103 Broadway. We were very, that was, how are you, Catherine? I am wonderful. How are you? I am fine. I'm just How so, is Mr. Stone? Yes. Wonderful, good. Good to hear that. It's such a pleasure to hear from you. It's good to hear from you, too. I just wanted to say how good it was that we got referred to you because you you and Anthony really took care of us in good fashion, got a good price for our building. We were very happy with that whole. It nearly killed us because it was right in the middle of Sandy. That's true. Everybody in that office had had some... When we closed, all those lawyers, everybody in there had had damage done because of that, that storm. It was, and I also wanted to say uh, how impressed I was with how familiar you were with some of the most obscure real estate laws in Brooklyn. You must go to every seminar that ever comes along because you knew things that nobody else knew. It was, I was very impressed by that. Thank that you was, so much. That was good. I'm glad to hear. Glad, glad to hear from you, and glad you're you're here on this show. How well, thank you, Mary. I will definitely be in touch with you tomorrow, so we can speak uh, more on a personal level. Thank you very much. I'm glad Thanks to hear. I'm glad in. you you're here, and and good luck. Thank I you. Have a, I have a question. You're, yeah. Uh, your your building was on the market, and uh, what there was a lot involved in in navigating with like city agencies and loft boards and co-op boards, that kind of thing. Yes, and yeah. and this uh, fortunately, 
uh, Catherine uh, and and her office had were very familiar with how to handle all of this stuff. It was seamless for us, and they got us a, a better, a very good price for the building. It was really good. It was sounds, sounds like you absolutely hired the right broker. Well, I, I, it was a good referral. If you, I feel very strongly that you really need. To, when you're going into an area that you don't really know about, you know, you don't know who to go to to sell your building, I think if you get a referral from a reputable uh, reputable outfit, and mm-hmm. I, they, they're with Caldwell Banker, and I think that's a, a good good thing. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. Was, uh, it was a lucky day. It took a long <laughs> well, time, but it was well, a well, lucky well, day. Well, Catherine, appreciate your t- testimonial, and I and I very much appreciate you calling. All right. It's so wonderful to hear from you. It's good to hear from you, too. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Okay. okay. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Okay, but, okay we're going to go to a break, but before we go to the break, I just want to mention... Uh, Duncan, let me mention that she had a property in Williamsburg. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a, a commercial building or a... Ten- a what it was it? Was a residential a, building? Um, four-story loft building that had been a textile building in the past, five-story. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, no, that's wonderful. one of those converted buildings. Yeah. I, I, bet, I bet those buildings were worth nothing when she bought it. I should have asked her when she bought it how much they paid for it, but I bet it, I bet it's increased greatly in value. Increased greatly in value over the time frame that she had it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because back in the day, Williamsburg wasn't really all that. Uh, you're back in the eighties. It was a little. I don't want to use the word dicey, but you know, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't what it is today. It was challenging. That's for sure. That's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, we have to. We have to go to a break. My guest is Catherine Favara. If you'd like to reach Catherine, she's with Coldwell Banker Mid Plaza Real Estate in Brooklyn, and her email address is midplaza at aol dot com. When we come back from the break, uh, we have another caller on hold. So we'll be right back. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HousetalkGuy or email him at HousetalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, DuncanSmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, President of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and exceptional customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage. 
Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show For women, men, children, and families Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent To bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern To The Catherine Zox Show on The Voice America Channel Many people are seeking to make a difference in the world, but few actually have the tools to do so. Every week, host Mary Beth Lodge and her guests will have you thinking forward and will give you the tips to keep your life, goals, priorities, and choices on track. The result is an easier, happier, and more inspired life. The name of the program is What Matters. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What really matters is the positive changes that you'll bring to your life and the world just by listening. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. We have a couple of calls on hold, so let's go to Dave from New York. Dave, hi, you're on House Talk. Hi, Duncan. Thanks for hi, taking Dave. my call. Sure. Uh, so uh, I'm in the New York area, but I don't know that much about certain boroughs, and I'm just wondering if real estate brokers are concerned about or how they answer questions about, for instance, a change in administration like happened in Manhattan recently uh, with the mayor's race and so forth. Do real estate brokers have to cope with questions like that? And what do you think it might do to the real estate market? Catherine? Um, I don't think that's going to uh, have an effect on us um, in the real estate market as far as the mayor is concerned. The new mayor, is really his agenda is crime and education. He hasn't said anything about raising real estate taxes or our water and sewer. Okay, and actually, I guess there is a question about what taxes he'd go after, and there are some people who have some fears, but I don't know if they're founded or not, and if you might get questions as a professional real estate person. He might. They are addressing the uh, mansion tax, and they're thinking about possibly raising that. I had heard about that um, recently. Um, I sit on NYSA's board of directors. Um, I I sit on the Brooklyn uh, board of the Brooklyn Real Estate Board of Directors, and they were addressing that they are thinking about raising the mansion tax. Uh, the mansion tax is um, a, a larger percentage when you sell your property, you pay one cent to New York City, and the mansion tax is an additional uh, 20%, 25%, so it's like 1.25%, and they're thinking of increasing that because of the... Above one million. They're thinking of raising that tax a little bit. Yeah, I guess so. One to one point two five percent wouldn't be something that would deter it. No, it's one point two five percent now. So let's say they might increase it to one point five percent of the selling price of the property. No, and so that probably wouldn't affect anybody who is either looking to buy 
for living purposes or for investment purposes, I guess, would you think that would in- impact the, the market? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Sorry, do you think the, an increase like that would impact the market in Brooklyn? I don't think it's going to impact the market. I think that sellers that uh, have been in their properties a long period of time, uh, they're going to be paying that mansion tax. So it's not going to affect the buyer. Um, it more or less will affect the sellers. Um, the mortgage tax, however, might be going up also. Mm-hmm. Mortgage tax for buyers um, is increasing to 1.75. Mm-hmm. So that will affect you as far as, you know, with your closing costs. And is that tax something that's fairly unique to Brooklyn or, or the New York City area, or is that something that many locations deal with? It's a, it's, a, it's a filing fee, and I believe that it, if it's a mortgage filing fee, it must be for everyone in the country. Yeah. Okay. So, and my, so my, my sense is that uh, any worry about an administration and, and potentially potential tax changes, that sounds pretty minimal at this point. It is. It is. Good. I think I as a buyer, it. your concern would be um, the mortgage rates have gone up. Uh, today they're sitting at 4.5%. Uh, you might see, um, as we go through spring, a slight increase in mortgage rates. And I think that you have to be concerned about, um, as far as we were discussing before, when a homeowner puts a house on the market, if there are numerous offers on it, the price is going to be continuing, continually going up. So if I were a buyer and I were looking for a property, I probably I would look now for that property because once April and May come in, it's even going to have more activity and the prices are going to be going up more. Right. Yeah, this that is makes really sense. The, and they, if you hadn't purchased something in February, March would be the month to start looking and really seriously thinking of purchasing something because the prices are going to go up throughout right. spring. And, and my sense is, having lived in the New York metro area for a long time, prices rarely go down in this area, so they're just going to continue to go up. And if the interest rates are going to change, the sooner the better to buy. That's correct, yes. I think that the only place the boroughs uh, where there was a decrease um, where property uh, values did drop were those properties that were affected by the storm, by the Sandy Storm. You know, they're just recuperating. The coast is just recuperating from that. Right. Very so good. there Thank were bargains to be had, but um, they're starting to become less and less. Right. Okay, well, thank you so much for calling, Dave. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Take care. Okay, let's take another call. Marcel from Brooklyn is on the line. Marcel, you're on House Talk. Hi. Yes, hi. Uh, this question is for Catherine. Yes. Uh, I live in Diker Heights and uh, send my kids to charter schools. How is this going to affect our values if the mayor starts closing these charter schools? Uh, that is a great question, and um, I think that it's becoming very, it, it's a very hot debate. Um, I, my personal opinion is I think they're great, those charter schools. I think he's going to get a lot of, um, you know, uh, people are protesting over it, and they went to Albany and spoke with uh, our governor, and I think that he's going to get so much heat about that that you're probably going, hopefully, 
he won't be so quick to be, you know, to um, close those charter schools. Because mm-hmm. what happens is you're going to probably want to put your child in a private school then. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. And then you're going to have to pay, you know, to put them in private schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope, as, as well as everyone else, that he keeps those charter schools, and you're getting a lot of, um, you know, um, I see commercials on TV, so there's, go, there's a lot of, uh, everybody's aware of it, and he'll get a lot of pressure. Hopefully he won't do that. I hope, hope not either. Uh, they're getting a very and good we're education. We're all of, very upset about very that. Good education. Up till now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks, thanks for your call, Marcel. Um, we have another call on the line. Donna from Spring Lake, New Jersey. Hi, Donna. You're on House Talk. show is very, very informative. And I was just wondering, I'm interested in buying a co-op for my daughter in Brooklyn. And I just was wondering what the co-ops are going for there. Say a two-bedroom. Donna, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a one-bedroom? A two-bedroom. A one-bedroom? No, excuse me, a two-bedroom. Two bedrooms. So you're looking for like 1,200, 900 square feet? Yes. Okay. Depending on the area that you are looking in, if you're looking downtown Brooklyn, right. those two bedrooms are going for about 1,200 to 1,400. Like right. In, we're talking Williamsburg, Park Slope, okay. uh, Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. If you come deeper into the borough and you come into, I don't know if you're familiar with Sheepshead Bay and um, Marine Park, Bay Ridge, the condos then at two bedrooms are probably around between two hundred and three hundred thousand, depending on the location. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. And are the rules and regulations the same that they have, like in Manhattan, when you want to do something with a co-op? As far as a co-op, uh, you mean as far as you have to go in front of a board? A to board. Be yeah, that's what I did one of them years ago with my friend, and she had to go in front of a board. There were a lot of things that you were brought up before purchasing the co-op. Is that exactly the same in Brooklyn? Everywhere in the five boroughs, you have so to have it is the same. twenty to twenty-five okay. percent down. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to have reserve money, okay. so that they see that you can pay that maintenance. The maintenance on a two-bedroom. Excuse me. At let's say two hundred and fifty thousand, right. probably anywhere from six to eight hundred a month. Mm-hmm. So they want to see that in reserves, at least four okay. to six months reserves. Okay. Mm-hmm. They'll ask you for your tax returns. Credit okay, is very important. If there's any yeah. kind of, you know, if you have a low credit score, then they will reject you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so- yes, it is very similar to Manhattan. I want to say probably, depending on the building, not as strict as Manhattan. But up there, like they have to go through all of the rules and regulations. The other question I was going to ask you is, say you purchase it and you don't want to move in for a while, are you allowed to rent it? So certain buildings allow you to sublease. Most oh, yes. buildings do not. Yeah, and usually with a sublease, you would have to have owned it for um, a, a period of time, anywhere between one and three years, if they allow subleasing. Okay, so she really has to look into this then. She really so, has and, to live there at least a year. Right, so she should really. There are buildings like where we are right here in uh, Sheepshead Bay that do allow subleasing immediately. Oh, okay. I have a few of them myself. So if you, you know, if you're interested, give us a call, and one of the agents in my office could absolutely help you with that. Oh, okay, very good. Because when I did it with my friend uh, years ago, she ended up making a great little profit. She was hesitating and hesitating to do it, and then I said, "Oh, just do it," and she did it, and she was very, very happy. 
She was very yeah, happy you, with you it. Know, mm-hmm. you stay in the property, if you stay in that co-op for a period of time, the value will go up. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, that's what she did. She bought it low, and the value of the property did go up. And she was lucky because she was then living in Bayville, so she rented it out to her niece. So she was paying off, you know, whatever it was, and she was very, very happy with it. And then when she wanted to roll over and do something else, she did make a really nice profit on it. So that's why I was saying to my uh, young daughter, you know, if you have this money, I think the best thing to do is invent, uh, invest in real estate. And depending on how much she has and what she's looking right. at, you know, she might be able to purchase a condo also. It depends on how much she has. Right. With a oh, condo, okay. you're allowed to put 3, 3.5% down mm-hmm. if the condo is approved for FHA mortgage. Some are. Right, right, mm-hmm. yeah. right. It's a real oh. property, and you you can sublease it immediately. Oh, good. Okay. Right. Oh, you are very informative. I'll definitely give her this information. Yeah, oh. I mean, I would be able to go in depth with you on the difference right. between condos and co-ops because there is a tremendous difference between the two of them. Right, right, and that's what I tried to explain to her, but I said that I would definitely call because the show is so informative that I would get some more information that I could give her feedback to her, and then we would read out, reach out to you and say what her income is and what, you know, how much she has to put down right. and how much and she's willing to spend. And also you must take into consideration when you're buying a co-op to look at the building's financials. You right. want that mm-hmm. building to, look to be into financially all of that. stable because you're putting your money into that building as a stock. You're right. a stockholder mm-hmm. in the building. You're not a, you, don't, you, know, you do not have a deed. Right, 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 definitely. That's what I learned from also when I did it with my friend, that you become a stockholder into the building. So you have to look also into the building. Mm. That's correct. Oh, Oh, thank you very much for all of your help. Thank you. Thank you so much for your call, Donna. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. And I'll be calling in again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Catherine, we have to go to another break. Um, We'll be back in a couple of minutes. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HousetalkGuy or email him at HousetalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, DuncanSmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, president of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and exceptional customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. He'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. 
If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe. My guest, Catherine Favara of Coldwell Banker Mid Plaza Real Estate in Brooklyn. Midplaza at AOL.com if you'd like to reach her. Uh, Paul from Minnesota has been on hold for a few minutes. I'm sorry about that, Paul. You're on House Talk. Hi. Not a problem, Duncan. Thanks for taking my call. And uh, sure. Catherine, thank you for all the, all the good information. Uh, I was wondering, and this is, I guess is more of a reflective, kind of a historical even question. Uh, Catherine mentioned that she'd been... Uh, uh, dealing in real estate uh, for 28 years or so That's in correct, Brooklyn. Yeah. And um, I don't really know Brooklyn all that well. My connection is uh, a niece and a nephew who live in the, as you folks call it, the Bed-Stuy area. That's correct, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they've been living a fr- there a long time. I have, uh, well, I have, a, not, no, they haven't, uh, just under a year, actually. But okay. I do have another friend who lives in the Cobble Hill area. Yes. Uh, who have been there for oh, 25 years probably or so now. Um, and then I do family history too. So I actually have family history connections to the uh, Flatbush area. Yes. And uh, even have a couple of uh, ancestors buried in Greenwood Cemetery. So I just have sort of a general fascination with uh, neighborhoods in Brooklyn you know, you almost covered the whole borough with all of that. <laughs> and du- Duncan, and uh, you've indicated how hot the real estate market is in general in Brooklyn. But I wonder if you could reflect on your 28 years and what, you know, what sort of factors go into these changes in fashionability, so to speak, and uh, uh, what becomes trendy and what becomes uh, the hot place to live what leads to decay, you know, all that sort of thing. What what have you seen over your 28 years? Well, over the 28 years uh, that I've been doing real estate, um, I actually grew up downtown Brooklyn, Park Slope. So I saw from a child growing up the um, the, the difference of the decaying down there. Mm-hmm. And then in the late 70s, early 80s, people started purchasing the homes again. And then all of a sudden, it became very trendy to live in Park Slope. Park Slope was the first area to um, regentify itself. Mm -hmm. And once Park Slope did that, it just branched out from there. Now, once Manhattan saw that and people started purchasing in Park Slope excellent schools, you know, culturally, you can go, you walk to the park, you have your your museums, Um, it became the hub of where people wanted to live, and once you get on the train from Park Slope into Manhattan, you're in Manhattan in 15 minutes. 
So from the start of Park Slope in the 80s, it just kept expanding out into the um, surrounding neighborhoods. Fort Greene became, um, 90s Fort Greene, you could purchase something in 1992 for 125000 in Fort Greene, and now you can't touch a building for less than probably a million five, a million seven. So it just grew was- from that area to all the surrounding areas, and it just, be- just became, you know, the neighborhoods just became better and better. So from my experience in 28 years, I see that that's, you know, what what occurred. Yeah, I was going to ask you, well, is it it somewhat predictable? You're saying that it's kind of an organic, you get a critical mass of uh, new construction, gentrification and so on, and then it sort of spreads from there. But does it spread in sort of predictable ways, or do you see uh, some unexpected uh, variations in how, how the market goes? We've seen unexpected, um, you know, uh, things happen where I would have never have thought when you went down by the Barclay Sunday going down towards Slappish Avenue towards the bridges, they are building high-rise buildings where mm-hmm. that whole area used to be more or less brownstone. So there are buildings that they have taken down. They're putting up, you know, 28 floors. I, I would have never have thought that would have happened years ago. And then, of course, people are purchasing them at very high prices because now you have beautiful views of the city. You're so high up. The higher the uh, floor that you're on, the more expensive it becomes. So I never would have thought that we would have seen that. I thought, you know, they're historical areas. And, you know, to eliminate some of those buildings to put up high-rises, you know, the communities of court, the Barclay Center, they fought that for probably 20 years. They didn't want the Barclay Center right there on Atlantic Avenue, you know, thinking that it was going to change the area with congestion, which fortunately it did not happen. Has the Barclay Center been nothing but a, a boon? It sounds like it's been a, a big magnet for development. It has been a gigantic magnet for development. All the buildings surrounding the area that were taken down, they're putting up beautiful high-rises, beautiful condominiums. So the, the protesters really right had, it, they had it wrong yeah. then, huh? That I mean, one-handed place? I, I was just saying uh, the protesters sort of had it wrong. It tur- it's turned out magnificently well then. Yeah, well, the fear was the traffic. Yeah. yeah. Is what the fear was. But the city of New York really did a wonderful job putting in the transit right there. So you're within the, bar- you know, you go down right from the Barclay Center right downstairs. Trains go to all the five boroughs. You have the Long Island Railroad. You have trains going right into Penn Station. So it right. eliminated a lot of traffic right on the street. One, one additional follow-up question, I guess, uh, that occurred to me. My parents took the ocean liner, the, uh, the Queen Mary 2. Yes. Uh, not recently, but uh, maybe five, six years ago now. And they, uh, they moved their terminal from, I think, Manhattan because it couldn't accommodate such a large ship to Red Hook. That's correct. In Brooklyn. Yes. I wonder if that had any impact on the real estate market, or is that more of a, uh, more of a hotel, uh, re- uh, retail sort of situation? Well, when they put in all, um, you know, docks and, and, and built that all up over there in Red Hook, that, of course, helped the area tremendously because if you're familiar with Red Hook, it was, it's very industrial over there. Okay. But we do have now a ferry that goes through Brooklyn, stops downtown Brooklyn on um, North 4th Street, and goes from Williamsburg into Manhattan. 
So it stops in two locations in Brooklyn and then from there goes into two locations in Manhattan. And that has helped tremendously also with, you know, easier transportation in Manhattan from, from the borough. So the infrastructure really helps a lot to, to spread development yes. in, in the market. Okay, well, and I'll, to take I'll let you go, Kathy. is the same amount of money as to take the train. Uh, fascinating. Uh, I, I could go on for hours probably, but I'll, <laughs> I'll let you go. Well, thank you for well, calling in. We greatly appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks a lot for the call, Paul. I appreciate it. Thanks. Not at all. Thanks so much. Okay. Um, I was going to just a quick follow-up to, uh, to what he was saying. In the 28 years of real estate in Brooklyn, what change surprises you the most? I'm going to say the change that surprised me the most was downtown Brooklyn and how Mm -hmm. the prices just went crazy in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It started by the Barclay Center with Metro Tech. It started developing that whole area down by Atlantic Avenue, and that Mm -hmm. whole area just exploded all downtown. I mean, you can't even touch anything down there anymore. Wow. Well, that's you know, great. the affordability to live down there is, unless you can spend a million dollars, you're not, you're not, you know, living down there any anymore. Which, of course, helped the outer part of the borough because the further you come into the borough, the more affordable it is to live, and it's even more, um, you know, if you live in Marine Park or Sheepshead Bay where we are, it's not as congested. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the children playing on the street and in the parks, everything is very, you know, safe. Um, our crime is very low now in the borough, so it's, it's really very nice. How long a commute from your area to Manhattan? 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. Well, you know something? In the suburbs, that's not a big deal. Everybody around here drives a half hour, 45 minutes to work. Right. Yeah, right. not so bad. Oh, I think that people would like to live in the borough thinking that they're going to be able to get to work in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's 20 the, mi- ideal, the ideal situation is that. But yeah. they're compromising. You know, half an hour, you can go half an hour, 45 minutes, and not spend nearly as much money as if you're spending for that 20-minute ride. Yeah, exactly. One question that, uh, that realtors in the suburbs, it's always one of the first questions out of people's mouths, is uh, how are the schools? Our schools, are, are, depending on the neighborhood, very good. Mm-hmm. We have excellent schools in certain areas. So we have a chart in the office. So if someone was to ask me um, what is the, you know, the school district that this neighborhood is in, I will be able to tell them what they're rated. Oh, really? Okay. Each school has their own rating. So mm-hmm. you would have to, like, one of the best schools in the borough is in Mill Basin. It's an excellent okay. school. It's always been an excellent school. It's, if, if it's not number one, it's number two. Because you so do I'm, hear, uh, no, listening I, to the news, with, oh. go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I would go into the zip code that someone would like to live in, and I can tell them what that school district is like. Oh, that's perfect. And, and I guess there's a great assortment of private schools for those who want them, or parochial schools. There is a great assortment of private schools, parochial schools, yes. And depending on your affordability, then you will, you know, you could choose which schools you would would want to send your children to because they could be quite costly. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. uh, Let's go to another break. Uh, I'm speaking with Catherine Favara. Her email address is midplaza at AOL.com. 
She is a veteran real estate broker from Brooklyn. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. I'm Duncan Smythe. This is House Talk. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show today, or if you have a question or comment for Duncan, contact him on Twitter at HousetalkGuy or email him at HousetalkGuy at gmail.com. Duncan's book, Colossal Mistakes Home Sellers Make, is available at ColossalMistakes.com or through any online bookseller. Duncan can also help you choose an outstanding real estate agent in your area. If you'd like Duncan to recommend a great local realtor for you, go to his website, DuncanSmythe.com, and click on Recommend a Realtor. Hi, I'm Joe Galita, president of Millennium Home Mortgage. We know that owning a home is the American dream, and we are here to make that dream come true for you. With years of experience and exceptional customer service, we will help you navigate the often murky waters of the mortgage industry, working hard to find a mortgage program that's best for you. For more information, go to mhmlender.com, Millennium Home Mortgage, the first place to go for a mortgage. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. To reach our show, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to housetalkguy at gmail.com or tweet Duncan at housetalkguy. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to House Talk. I'm Duncan Smythe, and I'm talking with Catherine Favara of Mid Plaza, Coldwell Banker Mid Plaza Realty in Brooklyn. Uh, so, Catherine, uh, tell us a little bit about what's on the market right now. Uh, maybe some of your listings or some active listings that our, inter- our leader- listeners might be interested in. Okay. Well, I have um, a variety of listings, I must say. Mm-hmm. I have okay. some co-ops on the market mm-hmm. uh, that are asking 109 179 I have okay. one families on the market that I have. Um, we have them in Canarsie. Mm-hmm. We have in Bed Stuy. I have um, one in East New York that's asking three nineteen. I have one in Canarsie that's asking three twenty nine. Now, how far East New York and Canarsie? How far are they from from Manhattan? Um, East New York and Canarsie. If you jump on the train, it's about forty minutes. And not so bad. Not, not so bad. bad. Yeah, okay. I also have, we're developing, we're doing a lot of development in uh, Garrison Beach. Garrison Beach had been affected by Sandy, and we have a builder now that's working with our office exclusively, and we mm-hmm. have a variety of homes that are new construction. We're very excited about that. It's right by the water. Okay, uh, we have a caller. Uh, Sue from New York is calling with a question. Hi, Sue, you're on House Talk. Okay, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question for Catherine. Um, Catherine, I know that um, Brooklyn was hit very hard by Hurricane Sandy, and I just was really curious how the recovery is progressing and, and then also how the real estate community has helped. 
Um, the recovery has been going along well in most areas. Certain areas we've had more difficulty. Uh, we are re- helping rebuild because we are in the community of Garrison Beach, and uh, we are helping to um, with the efforts of recovery there. Uh, we are building some um, new homes. Um, a lot of homes have to be um, brought up from their foundation eight, so there are homeowners that need help with that. Uh, we have the build a back program that um, is situated not too far from our office, and a lot of homeowners are going there for um, help. We find that, um, let me think what I was going to say about that. Uh, the areas that are doing the best recovery are probably the areas Red Hook, Garrison Beach, um, Canarsie. Uh, the Rockaways and Breezy Point are having more difficulties because they were sitting right on top of the water, so right. there was a lot more damage there. Uh, the prices had come down considerably after the storm, especially during 2013. However, now that the homeowners have had a year and a half to rebuild, the prices have stabilized and people are purchasing again. So those prices hopefully will be going back up in the next six months. Um, I am one that was, um, one of the houses was destroyed on the water, so I had to rebuild from, from, you know, foundation up. Uh, So any other questions that you have, I, I probably could help to answer them. That's your own house that was destroyed? Yes. Oh, man. Wow. Are you on Breezy Point, that area? I'm in the Rockaways. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I was really just curious about that, but it sounds that, that sound, you've definitely answered my question, and I really appreciate you taking my call. I think the only concern that you might have at this point in time, if you're going to be purchasing or you are a homeowner that was affected by Sandy, is our flood insurance which we are all trying to have passed. Um, they're trying to pass um, a flood insurance policy uh, with the government where they're not going to be able to raise us. Let's say you're paying flood insurance now for 2500 3000 a year. They're not going to be able to raise you from 3000 to 20000 So that's right. very important for anyone who's listening to pay attention so that we make sure that our government understands that it's not just us who are involved, it's the whole entire country. Because so who would we write to? Would we write to our congressman? You would write or? to your congressman because they're, they're the, um, the bill is in Congress. It hasn't been, it hasn't been passed from Congress to Senate yet, so the, it's Congress, I would think, would be the best person at this okay, point. Okay, sounds great. That's really helpful, Catherine. That would help you. everyone. If we could get okay. everybody to do that, that would, that would be tremendous because it affects the entire country, just not us. Absolutely. Great, great suggestion. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks very much, Duncan and Catherine. I really appreciate okay. it. Have a great night. Thank thanks you. Thanks for calling, thanks. Sue. You betcha. Thanks for the call. Bye. So, okay, let's get back to some of your listings. You were telling us what's on the market. If anybody's listening who has any interest in any of these listings or might want more information, uh, Catherine is easy to contact. Go ahead, Catherine. Tell us what else you've got. Well, we have two family houses also in the 500. Some of them are, um, I have one in East New York. I also have, I have a one in, um, in Bensonhurst that I'm marketing right now for 750. It's a one-family brick, very desirable location. Uh, everyone is uh, very excited about that one. I also have, um, I have a few in Canarsie. Again, Garrison Beach, um, our office. We have 40 agents in our office, and we, pro- we cover most of the borough of Brooklyn, so anyone who's interested in anything 
in the borough, I would be happy to um, look up a few things for you. Contact me. Uh, we cover every neighborhood. We cover every price range, condos, co-ops, one families, two families, four families, multifamilies. I have a, an email question from someone uh, from Great. Pennsylvania. Uh, they live in Pennsylvania. If I buy an investment property, can I hire a management company, and what is the cost of that? Okay, there are management companies. Um, I personally do not do that, so I am not really familiar with the fees, but I do have someone that I can have contact them that I know personally that does that, and I'm sure they could answer any, call, any question that they may have about that. Okay, one more quick question. I, I was uh, reading in Forbes this week. Uh, they were talking about uh, Chinese investment in Brooklyn, which kind of interested me. There's a Chinese website that's selling homes in Brooklyn. Are you uh, experiencing a large influx of, of Chinese people? We have a very large population of Chinese in our borough, and they are purchasing um, a tremendous amounts of real estate. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that the population might actually be 55 to 60% at this mm-hmm. point. Okay. Um, in the last probably 10 years, we've had um, a lot of uh, people coming to live in, in the neighborhoods. The neighborhoods that um, surround more or less uh, the trains, the transit into Manhattan are the neighborhoods that are, are most desirable. Mm-hmm. And usually if a, a building comes up in an area that they are interested in, we will have uh, probably 50 people call. That property. Wow. Wow. That's great. Uh, one, quick, one, one quick question about rentals. If I were to buy a brownstone, mm-hmm. uh, what, uh, if, if the closer to the city, the more expensive it is. Give me an idea for, of a two-bedroom rental, say, in Williamsburg. What does that cost now? I, I would like to say it's probably anywhere between 2500 and 3000 a month. And that would be the same like over uh, Park Slope over in that area? Yes. Yes. Where where we are in Sheepshead Bay, if you were to rent a two bedroom, it'll probably be about fifteen hundred. So it's very similar and those to the suburbs. Might be higher than I'm really familiar with because I don't do apartments. I don't do apartment rentals, so I am not as familiar with how much it is. But I know that they are very high. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I said at the beginning of the show, Brooklyn is hot, hot, hot. Yes, and we do have <laughs> you know rental agents in our office again. If anyone's interested, I will be happy to have one of them give you a call to give you as much information as they may have on what you might be interested in, which neighborhood you're interested in. Catherine, you have been an absolutely terrific guest. Let me talk about you one more set, one more time. I've been uh, speaking today with Catherine Favara. It's F-A-V-A-R-A. She is a broker with Coldwell Banker Mid Plaza Realty in Brooklyn. She can be reached at midplaza at AOL.com. Catherine, thank you so much. I will definitely like to have you on again. Thank you so much for having me, Duncan. It was such a pleasure. Okay. Let me tell you what's coming up next week. Uh, Join me next week. My guest for the hour will be Joseph Gatchko. Joe is a real estate attorney who's been practicing real estate law for over 25 years, and he'll answer any question you have, including legal matters related to contracts, inspections, and title issues. If you're facing foreclosure or short sale, do you know your legal rights and responsibilities? Call in next week with a question. I'll be here at the same time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thanks to my engineer, Michael Surgit, and my executive producer, Brandy Jackson. If you missed any part of today's show or you want to listen again, go to my show page here on voiceamerica.com. Thanks. Have a great week. I'm Duncan Smythe. 
This has been House Talk. Thank you again for tuning in to House Talk with Duncan Smythe. Like us on Facebook and join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.